Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. time for a new beginning, a new story, and a whole new campaign, where we go onwards to a bright neon horizon in a more futuristic homebrew adventure. Dungeons & Junkies presents The Lights of Asatora, Episode 1, One Ordinary Day. Hello friends, and welcome back to Dungeons & Junkies. And if you can hear me, that can only mean one of two things. Either I've initiated a hostile takeover of the entire network, or for some bizarre reason, you've all come back for more. Because this is my second campaign, The Lights of Asatora. Now, as you may have noticed, this is my second campaign. And by the time this is released, the ending of The Fall of Osha isn't actually out. This is in part me trying to rectify my awkward and all-over-the-place editing schedule and try not to fall behind with this campaign. So I won't go too much into the end of Osha at this moment, but you should listen to it when it comes out. You really should. Because you see, these four people I've sort of taped to chairs and insisted they play my new game, they're pretty good at what they do. They make me laugh, they make me cry, they make me want to headbutt my desk until I can't think thoughts anymore. I mean that affectionately, I really do. <laughs> the best part is, Caitlin's just pointed and I think mouthed Matt, and they are right above him on the zoom window so it actually worked out. But before we get into anything else, let me tell you a little about my world. Welcome, welcome to the dazzling megalopolis that is Asatora, the biggest city on the continent of Oxolus, where the past meets the future in a beautiful harmony of tradition and near futurism. A place of infinite ideas and opportunities, and a place where no food is too wild to be realized. The only limits are the minds of the people inside. Boasting an average population of around 12 million registered citizens at the last consensus, Asatora is home to an abundance of different people and cultures. You'll find a little of everything in this melting pot that many, many people call home. Split over nine, technically ten districts, there's a place for every walk of life, from the creme de la creme in near Mecca, a haven for the wealthy, to the impoverished, scurrying together whatever scraps they can in seven centaurs, a place where the neon lights don't quite illuminate. The righteous and charitable folks of Teresia, and the antithesis of all they stand for in the seedy underbelly of the Maldus district, then there's Kaijal, stuck in the past, showing the ancient beauty of old Asatora, a place of much simpler times. And straight up to Elphus, where you can smell the capital and the modern-day slavery in the air. Talking of slavery, much as I'm not supposed to have biases, make sure you watch your back if you ever stray near the Masalis district, home of the military and those who survey the island of Ocean, whose secrets are still incredibly hushed up. But who knows how long it'll stay that way? 
glaring down at them from a geographical standpoint, is Etheria, bordering the Harmoros Mountains at the very edge of the city, and home to Kalsora Academy, an incredible magical academy with some of the finest tutors on the continent, formerly boasting a doctor of tutorable things. Enter it while. Haha. <laughs> so is very average compared to all those above. It has the biggest suburban areas, as well as the main airport, but we're not going to any of those just yet. Instead, we'll be flying into Northern Centaurus, the most well-known district, and what people often picture when they talk about Asatora as a whole, home to some of the greatest universities, and home to Project Restoration. What's that you may be asking? Well, my friend, I'm sure we'll find out very soon. And as we fly through those bustling city streets, littered with people, buskers, and street stores, those waiting for adventure, and those just heading out on their day. We slow down and arrive at a rather innocuous building, with a small sign labelling them as the daybreak. We glide up to the first floor window to see our new adventurers, previously split into two groups, but now meeting for the first time. This is where you may be thinking, hold on just a gosh darn moment there, isn't this the first episode? And this is where I say to you, yes friend, you are technically correct. However, due to recording playtests of this campaign over a year before the actual start date, a lot of the content requires what we in the business call creative editing, and will therefore be released at a later date as prequels. So for now, grab your water and maybe a snack, and listen to the first adventure of The Lights of Asatora. The camera sweeps in through an open window up on the first floor and it scans around an office where there is a lot of cardboard boxes, a few computers propped up haphazardly here and there, a lot of files and four other people and we're going to go around as this is a new campaign and whilst I know who everyone is, you don't and that's the fun part. So when you introduce yourself, would you like to describe your character to us? What they look like, what they are, what they're doing? And we're going to start with... Caitlin. Ah, well, this time round I'm going a bit more... I don't know, a bit more wholesome, a bit less grumpy, grumpy ground parent is how I describe Chart. <laughs> I'm going the opposite end of the spectrum. I am playing Arja Torbit, though anyone who meets her will merely know her as A, the letter A, because she doesn't give her name to strangers. Stranger danger. It's bad. She is a phantom rogue changeling and is about 5'3", is only 15, so be nice to the child, people is definitely very skinny, probably a bit underweight if I'm honest. It's like dark cropped hair that's jet black and you can't really see much of her face because she wears a pair of goggles. A way of like steampunky kind of goggles for the benefit of those playing. These ones are back again, fuckers. Yeah. I've worn these before, so. But tinted like full-on face goggles covering the breadth of like almost to the base of her nose and across so you can't you can't even see her eyebrows which is kind of sad because i can't sass you with eyebrows 
but I, I don't know, I'll sass you by sticking my tongue out. She wears very, like, clear street clothing. She definitely looks like a street rat. And honestly, walking in, are uh, she's probably glancing around for anything on the tables that she could potentially fence for some money. Slash not wanting to be anywhere near the other one. That's a fantastic segue. And now, the other one, also known as Matt. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, I, I, I am Matt, and I am to, and I, this time, I am, for the first time, uh, playing my first paladin. Um, I am playing Zilgrin. Um, he is an Alcocra. Um, basically, and basically, a, basically a, an eagle man, basically, with wonderful white plumage, and he has wings. Um, that's a running joke. I'm sure that'll come up more than once. Um, yeah, and he's very passionate about his church. Very passionate about his church. Um, he, you know, we'll, we'll get to that, I'm sure, later on down the road. Is that all for descriptions? Want to give too much away, <laughs> but he's in his full padded arm. Well, like, 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 like leather arm, he's not like big chain mail, nothing, he's like leather sort of arm. Yes, I'm sure we've had this conversation at some point. We have, we have, yes, we have, yes. And I dare say I'll be corrected at many points because, of course, the science DM is in the room. Finger guns. But yes, the camera spins around a bit more. And Chad, who are we looking at? Hello, uh, I am Chad, and today I will be playing Celine Smith. Uh, you see a human woman, uh, about 22 years old, 5'5", five five, uh, short black pixie cut hair, uh, bright vibrant green eyes, more cute than beautiful, with kind of like a button nose and a, a wide smile. At this moment, she does not have a wide smile on her face though, and you can't see her eyes as they are hidden behind a pair of sunglasses and her mouth is kind of curled into just a, almost a frown, uh, kind of almost then in also a sick like looking mouth where every once in a while she puts her hands up to cover her face. Uh, she's got an athletic build uh, wearing uh, a white kind of uh, blouse with a leather vest like armor uh, tunic over the top and wearing black trousers with uh, knee-high long uh, black leather boots. Uh, but once again, you can just see her. She's sitting here kind of trying to keep her head down and also her eyes shaded from the very bright lights here in this building. Oh dear, the poor thing. But the camera keeps turning more. And last but by no means least, Alex, who are we looking at? Okay, so I'm playing Morgan. Behind Celine in walks a, another human woman, about two inches taller. Um, she's quite tanned, like like an outside a lot tan rather than like not rather than like a darker skin tone she has quite deep dark brown eyes in like just below the shoulder length blonde hair that 
is tied back into quite a fat, messy bun. She wears a um, interesting array of black clothing with with a with a um, red leather jacket and quite quite a fancy looking katana on her back with this like beautiful blue handle and I always forget what the word is that they wrap them with because they use a different because obviously I know it's like a linen wrap but they use a different word on the katana but with like a black wrap for the handle and she looks a little little rough like she hasn't had much sleep recently but she doesn't look quite as rough as the um, shorter person in front of her she is also quite thin build as well and great at descriptions back to you Carrie. thanks Alex now back here in the studio I mean the DM seat as the camera finishes revolving round it stops on the tiger tabaxi which all the players have met before she's about tabaxi size which would roughly be about six foot to my memory and is a tiger and she's wearing a lot of red it's kind of like a red blouse that's somehow cut to fit a cat's frame and a red skirt she's got a red purse on the table girl really likes her red and she just looks from one person to the next expectantly right well i'll just leave you lot here and go and find your money from the back and with that she will turn around and make her way to the back room leaving you all alone for a few minutes is there anything anyone does in that time apart from stand and stare at each other awkwardly any is there any like anything off like we're being monitored or anything um roll me investigation please oh, I'm is there a waste bin anywhere near me at this moment there's a waste bin about six foot away from you I'd like to charge for the waste bin you you make it to the waste bin there's a few scrunched up bits of paper on the bottom and a banana peel the smell of banana makes it even worse as <laughs> Celine begins to just <laughs> and once again up chucks into this waste paper into this waste paper basket. You all hear it splatter in a disgusting fashion. Sorry we were drinking yesterday. Sorry we were drinking yesterday. Oh God! God! Wave the wing. Well, because this is my campaign and we occasionally have disgusting descriptions, the secondhand smell. No, was it the smell of secondhand soup finds you all? Oh, God. And, like, water bottles or, like, I don't know, dry, like, cracker foods or anything in here? Uh, can you make me another investigation, please? Alex, what did you get for yours? Uh, with a plus one, I actually got 17 all in. The average security camera, nothing to worry about. You can just see it sort of perched merrily up in one corner. 18. 
Well, the smell of secondhand soup hits you, and it's a bit of a moment. But, you know, you're made of somewhat tough stuff for being so tiny. You start rooting through some poor soul's desk. And what do you find? For some bizarre reason, you find two slices of plain bread. Someone was clearly planning to have a sandwich tomorrow. I put one of the slices of bread next to the up-chucking human and then skitter to like a cabinet, climb on it and eat the other slice of bread. My mental image is you just did your best impression of a squirrel. Yes. <laughs> just as being a squirrel. Just, nope. What did Zilgwin say a second ago? Um, Zilgwin does not need to smell this. Oh, God. Can we clarify, does Zilgwin talk in third person? Um, yes. Oh, good, we got one got it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to try to. <laughs> it may run out by like, like 10 of the end, but I'm going to try anyway. I will say from playing Ran, it gets very, very easy to start speaking in third person. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I... I gave, I, you light the, a, I gave you that water bottle. Can I light one of my blocks of incense? <laughs> sure. Now it smells like incense and vomit. Just to try and get just to try and change the smell slightly. What smell of incense is it? Because you know they have different scents. Ooh. Um. I'm gonna say like lavender sort of scent. Okay. It's not gonna help, Matt. It's probably gonna make things worse. Say the lavender scent reminds Celine of her grandfather's, her unfortunately passed away grandmother, and how much perfume perfume she used to wear, and once again just begins to vomit harder. Just. <laughs> <laughs> just starts eyeing the windows, wondering whether she can climb out and be away from this. This is a great start to this. Yeah, it's, it's so it's, on brand. It's so on brand. Poor Celine, white girl wasted, filling up that bin like there's no tomorrow. Hang on. I'm pic- I was picturing one of those, like, what, those wild ones with holes in the sides. you why <laughs> odd or even Matt odd the bin is luckily made of solid plastic thank god for that oh that's what I had in my, my mind your, I would have cut your wings off if that was the other way around for fuck's sake you've only all met each other for five minutes stop threatening bodily harm <laughs> that's my job you know, whoever has to review the security footage is going to have a field day. We got like Chunderbucket McGee, the squirrel child, and then the other human, like, I'm going to fucking cut you and make KFC. <laughs> that old wafty bird. The colonel's <laughs> going to pay me a big time for you. Dilgin okay. sees that the, um, the, the, the internet helped and puts it out and returned it to his backpack. And then, says, and then, suddenly, anyway, 
was Neil Greer pleased to know you? You would be? Are you Silgrin? You are Silgrin. I am Silgrin, yes. Right, okay, we're, just, we're doing third person, great. Okay. This Morgan. is how I speak. I didn't say anything. I was just clarified. Okay. Okay, fine. Zilgun wishes to know who you are. Morgan, but that's all you're really getting from me. That's fine. That's fine. Nice name. Nice name. How tall Zilgun? Making you sure because of last time I could get it right. Um, six foot. I'm not looking up too much then. Got brown eyes, but he's got white plumage. Um, the one who is filling the bucket, Zilwin wishes to know who you are. I think Celine kind of finally steadying her stomach for a moment. Uh, picking the piece of bread up off of the floor and looking at it for a second before just using it to like wipe her face off just to get everything and <laughs> throwing it in the bucket before turning and just just completely pale at this moment. Celine, Celine, Celine Smith. It's nice. It's nice to meet you, uh, um, Zil Zilwin. Zilwin, yes. You were meant to eat that. It settles stomach, but all right. Use valuable food as a napkin, I guess. If I, if I were to eat any food, right? And uh, Celine, because you said there was a window, right? Yeah. Uh, Celine standing up would uh, go immediately open this window up and can I look outside and see if anyone's around? Okay. Let's see. You glance around. There's 24 people in the immediate vicinity just minding their business. Some of them are eating fish cakes from a street stall and you can smell it. And any other time, the smell would be delicious, but I can imagine it does not soothe your stomach. Like, the deep-fried smells and the oil and everything else. Uh, closing the window, um, Celine would put this bucket in a corner and pulling out uh, her uh, small baton, she, or baton, she would use the cantrip, press the digitation and make the vomit smell uh, disappear and basically smell like roses at this time before kind of just sitting down and putting her back uh, against the wall and maybe her face as well. Is the wall cold right now? Yes, the wall is lovely and cold. Yes, uh, putting the left side of her face up against this wall. Uh, she would just kind of lean against this wall, just sitting down on the floor. Oops. I'm so sorry for those. I, I, I've had a wonderful dinner last night, and I, I, I drank a little too much. Um, if you need some, I have some water and basic provisions in my pack. If you, you know, if you want just something a bit plain. 
I don't want to put anything back inside of me right now. I, I thank both you, Zilgwyn, uh, and uh, you with the goggles. Oh, uh, the, the child, yes, the child. Um, has Just blades. call me A. A has blades. Um, proficient. From what everyone see. has blades. I don't. What do you have? Um, a bulky stick? No, I, I, I produce the whip. Ah. And a hand axe. That's just a big knife. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not exactly a. You probably have them everywhere. No. They say <laughs> very, very like a, a grumpy child. No. Well, in any case, puts puts whip away. Puts hand axe away. I do have a hand crossbow, but I'm not using that at the moment for obvious reasons. Okay, don't need to, but um, it's nice to meet you both. Looking at Morgan and Celine. How? Have the tobacco been gone, dear? This has all taken place in the span of about two minutes. Oh, I love our team so much. There was probably a moment where she start, went to open the door, heard the vomit and everything else, and just closed it again. <laughs> but let's see. After a total of four minutes of absolute carnage in this small office space, she does come back out with a small safe and just looks to all of you. I feel like I've missed something here. I'll just catching up. Um, I'm gonna need to take this trash can with me, and I'm really, I'm really sorry about that. I'll, you can take out whatever the trash can costs out of the, my cut of the, uh, my pay. So I'm so sorry, but I have to take this with me. Celine, no worry about that, Celine. You can come back to my church, and you know we can look after you there. Okay, it's all good. Comfort. Uh, uh, th- thank you, uh, Zilquin. But no, no, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need a pamphlet or anything or a church or your thank you though i i don't want to waste the paper thank you though you can keep that for someone else though i i'm sure someone else will want it i don't i've tried with this one this one does not want to come to my church it's weird stop you're a random guy just walking up to a child in the street and going hey want to come to my church this is what we do it's creepy so Zilgwyn's a Jehovah's Witness great I'm waiting for the part where someone says yes 
your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> you think calmly. The poor, slightly confused looking Nao Tiger Tabaxi opens the safe and she starts divvying out money into little bags. Because I had to be that kind of DM. Money in my world is called Yan, just because I can. She starts counting it out into little bags. You're actually being given physical money in this world, it's kind of a rarity. But the excuse is that they haven't got the transfer system set up yet. They've not long moved into this office. Tax reasons. As a bit of world building info, in this world, the world itself is called Feria, but the main city the party is in is called Asatora. It's the biggest city on this continent and one of, if not the biggest city in the world. Feria is not a particularly massive world, but it is quite advanced. And when every person in the quote-unquote civilized world reaches the equivalent of 13 years old in their race, they are imprinted with a citizen ID number, which is used... It's sort of magically imprinted upon a person and it's connected to their identity, their finances, you can use transport systems, you can use your fingerprint to pay for things. It's basically an incredibly advanced version of contactless. Like, a lot of people use Apple Pay or the non-Apple equivalent, I don't know what it's called, if there is one. Google Pay. <laughs> that's the one. So, that's why when, if you use the subway system, you put your hand to the sensor and you can get in. If you go to a shop, you put your hand on the sensor to pay for things. Of course, if you don't actually have that money connected to your name, you won't be able to buy it. It's very much like that. And it only, it only takes a few minutes for Sienna to start, well, finish filling up these little bags, popping them on a tiny scale to make sure they've all got the right amount in them. And then she'll start packing the safe away. Just kind of casually making conversation, asking, are they any of you doing anything nice after this? You know, just a sort of... It's almost shop conversation. Just someone who's a bit bored of counting out coins, just trying to make their life a bit more interesting. Oh, I had nothing planned as such. Um, maybe go back to my church. Maybe let's buy some fun pamphlet. I'm pretty sure you left some here earlier. Quite a lot of them, in fact. I did. And let's see. Matt, roll me a d20, please. Okay. Okay, that's a, that's a 16. We left 16 pamphlets on the front desk. Are they all still there? <laughs> Six of them are gone. Yes! <laughs> there is interest! Oh no, what have I done? Even that or someone's used them for mopping up thick. I may have made one into a paper airplane. <laughs> but only one! <laughs> okay, there are nine left then. Just see the child go in the background of the paper airplane. <laughs> now, just to meta it a little bit. A few days ago, 
I moseyed on up to our little group chat. I was like, can everyone roll me an Arcano check, please? Oh no. Silgren, would you like to remind me what you got? I got a crit 20. Okay. Just hold on to that for a minute. Did you even modifier? <laughs> <laughs> no, just hold on to that 20. Okay. Luciana Lou finishes counting out the coins, seals off the little pouches, and puts them on the table in a neat little line. So, obviously this was a no-contract agreement that I had between the two groups of you. So there's no obligation to come back and do anything else. But you should know. If you're ever short of capital, or you just want something to do, I'm sure we can find you something. Take that into consideration, thank you, Sienna. I, I definitely um, could use more money for church, for sure. A donation, as it were, towards the upkeep. Um, um. How many? How, how much yen has Lilgren acquired here? There's two hundred in each of these little pouches. That seems like a lot, but it also depends what kind of lifestyle your character lives. If you're used to the absolute finest, this is pocket change to you. If you come from a much more destitute background. This is two, maybe three weeks worth of money. Very, very easily. And that's living quite well. Uh, Celine, still wearing the sunglasses, and now with her hood pulled up, will collect her bag. And as she does, she will open it and pull out five of the yen and put them back on the table. Uh, for the trash can. I'm so sorry that I, um, I, I'm so sorry. I have to take it. I, no, no questions about it, please. Um, uh, this has been absolutely great. Um, working with you, Sienna. Um, and yeah, I'm in town for the festival, and I don't know. It doesn't start yet, and I don't know exactly when I'll be like performing or anything like that. But I guess if you ever need any more help, I can definitely help you out. It's not a problem at all. You performer. Uh, yeah, well, sort of. I, I mean, I, I'm actually more of uh, what some would call a conductor. I see. Would you but be? I mean, I. You could I lead my choir. Of... I'm sorry. What was that, Zilgwin? You could lead. You could lead Zilgwin's choir. Uh, maybe. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, is there a lot of people who could be, you know, watching the Zilgwin's choir? Eventually, hopefully, yes. Oh, well, I'm t I don't. I don't mean to sound crass, but I'm actually here, kind of trying to like make a name for myself uh, to show, you know, just how good I can actually be and everything like that. So I don't know if I'm um, doing a small kind of thing like that would be a really good um, c career move, I guess, for me right now. Bill would look sad. Oh, I'm so. I'm I'm, uh, 
Celine would walk forward and reaching up as she is only five five, uh, she would put one of her she would put her hand on his shoulder. I'm like really sorry. I mean, like maybe I can like volunteer in my like free time and help try and help you out. But I just I, I just I really can't like commit to doing it like all the time or anything like that. So I, I don't just don't, don't don't be sad. I'm sorry, Morgan. I will have to remember to call you A rather than Arja. <laughs> but the two of you, whilst Selene and Zilgrim, are going round and round in circles about performing and choirs, can the two of you make me call it nature checks? Mm, for Sienna as well. Thirteen. Okay. Only a five. The child is busy. <laughs> the child is busy playing with a paper aeroplane. If you were paying her much attention, I'm assuming you could also hear that. And maybe a da 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 If it's a jet plane. A fighter plane. I die! <laughs> but, Morgan, you actually rolled the highest out of three. Sienna is... I'm too busy listening to this conversation. But you notice all the sound outside the building is just gone. At this point, as the conversation's going, I'll just I'll just once once say shush and hold up a hand like that. Just trying to listen out the window. The windows have been slightly ajar, and you could hear street sounds below, but now there's nothing. You can almost hear your own heart beating, it's that quiet. Laying one hand on the, um, you know, to my katana and just make my way up to the window slowly. Just trying not to be too plain in view. You look out the window and you can see that quite a few other people have noticed the same thing. Everything's just gone completely still. There's a lot of people stood there. Some of them got food halfway to their mouths. There's someone on a bike who slows to a stop and just looks around. There's a few people that were just sat on a nearby fountain, but even they've just stopped. And that's when you notice the water has stopped moving. It's just suspended in midair. Morgan, what's going on? Celine literally like standing in front of Silkwin, like trying to be as quiet as possible, but like waving her arms at Morgan. Morgan! Morgan! What's happening? Into the, in the window. Celine would like creep very stealthily. Everything stopped. Look, look at the fountain. Uh, looking out, as about how long ago was it that I just looked out the window when I smelled the fish? Again, it could have been more than five minutes. The people, I should have explained this a little better, the people aren't completely static. They've more paused in confusion. You can occasionally see them looking at each other. 
someone who had some fish cakes halfway to their mouth puts them back in the bowl. But, but anything that was moving in the wind, because it's a summer night, there's always like a soft breeze in the evenings. It's just stopped. The water is frozen in place and the silence is deafening. Besides confusion, is there any other like look like it's permeating all the people? Not that you can see, but Zilogwyn. Yes. Have you made any move towards the window? Um, not as yet. Um, mainly because the wind didn't want to get in the way too much. Because Morgan and Steve are much oh, shorter than Zilgwyn. <laughs> right. So Zilgwyn doesn't want to get in the way too much. But Zilgwyn, you're covered in soft feathers. Yes. And you can almost feel them sort of fluff out. Like in the way... Say, if you were a tabaxi, your fur would just start to slowly fluff on end. Like with static. A bit like when a human gets the, like, gets the, um... Yeah. Hair down on end, yeah. Yeah, we're not like this. About six seconds after Zilgwyn says that, start, the rest of you start to feel like little hairs on the back of your neck and along your arms, if they're exposed, just start to stand on end. But there's still no noise. There's just an odd static forming in the air. Celine, uh, looking back from the window towards Morgan. What, um, do you know what's going on here? I've never seen anything like this. Ever. Uh, turning my head further to look back at A and Zilgwen. Everybody out there is just like, not like moving quickly, and there's I don't I don't you don't I, do you if you know what's going on? And as those words leave Celine's lips, I'm gonna need all of you to immediately make me both a Dex save and a Con save. Oh, this isn't going to go badly at all, is it? 15 for the deck save and a 16 for the con. Both dirty 20s. Jesus, okay. I originally rolled two 19s and they're both plus one. You're doing well. My, my, that's my luck gone. <laughs> I rolled a. Or I got a six for my deck save and a seven for my con save. I got an eighteen for the decks, but only a five for the con. So I feel you, sleep. <laughs> I feel you. Everything just seems to happen at once. There's this moment when you're looking your arms, maybe looking at Zilgren, and there's maybe just a moment of because <laughs> he looks kind of funny when his feathers are all fluffed out. But then, before the sound, there's just the blinding flash that completely obliterates your vision for a moment. 
Anyone that rolled under a 15 for con is currently blinded completely. And then you hear just a <laughs> the deafening sound, and you feel the entire floor of the building ripple beneath you. And it just throws everyone in different directions. Zilgwyn, you're thrown back and you fall over a desk with, I can imagine, an angry squawk and feathers flying everywhere. Arja, you do fairly well, but you do fall off the cabinet and you do crack your head on the desk on the way down. Morgan, you're barreled across the room, but you seem relatively unharmed. Celine, you were pushed closer towards the window and you are showered with small bits of glass and tiny bits of shrapnel as when the floor ripples. The building remains standing, but every window across it gets blown in and there's just glass flying across the room, showering all of you. And you will take two points of damage as you can feel it slice up your hands. But I should imagine Celine would have fallen face down. So you don't suffer any facial scar. After a second, if it, if it settles, uh, given that they've been looking out for him, Morgan will um, push themselves back up and run over to Celine, make sure they're alright. I feel like I wouldn't be doing my, my part as, as, oh damn it, Matt. <laughs> what happened to the bucket? It was empty with prestidigitation. <laughs> no, it just smelled like roses because of prestidigitation. Oh, yes, the vomit would have been flung across the room. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Alright, everyone Thanks, pick Matt. odd or even. To find it, oh, maybe you get vomited. <laughs> even? The other two of you? Because this bucket was just flown across the room. I'll go odd. I'm gonna follow Caitlin and go odd. Mm, hilariously enough, Zilgwyn is the only one who got coated in vomit. Yes, it's in his feathers. So, Arj I'm outline behind him on the wall. A, you currently can't see shit, but you can. You heard the splash. And Morgan, yeah, you probably A's... got a bit of an egg. Oh, A's gonna hide under the desk at the moment because they can't see, and their head really fucking hurts. You already got a mouth shut. Damn it. I'm gonna um. Once Morgan manages to get her balance back, because she's been keeping an eye on Celine all this time, she's going to head straight to the window to try make sure she's all right. Uh, Celine, after getting tossed about once again and now not being able to see it all, is doing the very best she can to not once again start vomiting as this tossing of her equilibrium has, and not being able to see and then being smashed and bleeding, it's not a good feeling. After about 10 seconds, the two of you who are blinded, your vision does start to melt back in. You are still seeing little white flashes everywhere, but you have use of your eye sight again. So Morgan went to check Celine, and Celine's not really doing too good at the moment. Once they manage to like get their foot in again, they ran straight over to, to Celine to check on them. Don't, don't touch me right now. Don't fight. I'm fine. 
Are we dead? Oh, you, got, you okay? Oh, you've got a... Oh, just hold still. You've got a bit of glass in the back of your shoulder near your neck. That's fine. Don't touch it right now. Don't touch it. Don't touch me. Please. Okay. 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 As long as you're all right. Yeah. Just, just leave me here. Just leave me here. What I'll the other poke my head back out the window. Okay, no, we're going straight to this. <laughs> there is dust everywhere. Roll me your perception at disadvantage, please. That is a six. <laughs> you stick your head out the window and immediately start going <coughs> on a huge mouthful of dust. No good. As it gets up your nose and in your eyes. But whilst all this is going on, what are the other two of you doing? Zilgun is currently very smelly. Yeah, Zilgun would have done his best to like wipe the the liquid, like a better term, out of his uh, out of his feathers. They were like, Ugh, lovely. I need to go to need to go to the, to the bathhouse after this. Just shower off a little bit, aren't I? And little A is hiding under the table still. Or are you okay, little one? You you didn't see where I went. I'm just no longer visible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what as you say in general. Like, are you okay, little one? The small one is ignoring you and probing their head to check they're not bleeding. Where's mm. the back seat? The little one does indeed have a small cut on her forehead. It's very shallow. Kill me. So it's not really in danger of going septic. It's more of a scratch than anything. It's still um, gonna kill me. Do we see Sienna anywhere in here? Yeah, where's the cat? Just see. I heard Sienna. a cat in the background of someone's camera a minute ago, and I'm just gonna say that was her making that noise. You just hit, see a tiger head go <laughs> run behind a desk somewhere. All her first like stuck up on end. Oh thank goodness! Zogan's accent jumped up a couple notches. <clears throat> so, <laughs> thank goodness you're okay. Am I? Well, oh, shit, you're alive, aren't you? Not for much longer, if I've lost a safe. And she starts pulling off bits of desk, looking for it. Let me help you. Logan <laughs> will find help. Bless him. Um, make me investigation check, please. Investigation. Okay, I can... Five. All in. Zogun means well. means <laughs> well. You find a random sock for some bizarre reason instead. It's got little aliens on it. I've got to say, of all the things I'll be saying in D&D tonight, this is not one of them. Is anyone missing a sock? That matter. A shoe? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I mean, from her face down position on the floor just kind of no i'm still wearing both of my boots thank you though zilgwen morgan are you still by the window 
Uh, I'd say so, yes. Can you make me another perception check, please? It's just disadvantage or regular? Regular, just don't biff it. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on your def definition of biffing, because that's a seven all in. So Morgan doesn't currently have dust in her ears. The dust is still swirling around outside. But then you start to hear sound again. And it's screaming. And car alarms. And distant siren. And footsteps that all of you can feel reverberate through the building. What in the name of Leherathon Blow is that? Once again, still laying on the floor, Celine. So you all could feel that too? It's not just my inside shaking? Yes. Yes. The Winfield. I think Celine would uh, kind of push herself up to all fours. And being this close to the ground, would I be able to see, like, under the desk where A is? I should imagine so. The desks aren't that bulky down below. They're your bog-standard desks with bare legs. So you could probably see the child curled up in the corner under a desk. Oh, 100%. Celine on all fours would crawl as fast as she could and make her way to under the desk as well. Hey, um, are you okay if I take um, refuge under here as well? Takes a second for A to lock onto you. Before they go, uh, yeah, just don't throw up on me, please. <laughs> I think I've ever heard the term like scared, um, sober. Well, I wasn't, I mean, I was drunk yesterday, so I think whatever's going on has kind of finally got me back to uh, normal. Uh, but thank you, I, thank you. I, I just, I mean, no, I haven't heard the phrase. It's not old enough to drink. <laughs> Same point. Yeah. So, Gwyn, go, go me. Let's see if we can get a better angle on this. See what it is. Okay, okay. So, Gwyn will walk across the Morgan. Um, I want to leave the room, see if, go across the building, see if I can get a better angle of what all this noise is being produced by on the other side. Right. The Daybreak actually only has one upstairs room. The upstairs is just one big room. So you can try the front entrance, the back entrance, or the roof hatch. I'd rather not go ground level for a minute, so I think I'll take us to the roof. Alright. It's just nestled into the little alcove of the back wall is, I guess, a fire escape ladder. You can climb it and you get to the tiniest platform. It's about four foot wide with a door. And there's still a lot of dust here, but you can see what's making people scream immediately as the two of you go onto the rooftop. I'm going to send the two of you a picture of what it is, so you can decide if slash how you want to tell the others. This thing is about 35 foot tall, it easily crests the building. Oh. Oh. <laughs>
Sweet blue spines. Back inside, back inside, back inside, back inside. Shut the door. I'll, I'll like straight up just push Silgrim back in and shut the door. Morgan, tell me that Zilgrim did not just see that. It's, right, get yourself together. Get yourself together. It's not a time for panicking. Zilgrim literally grabs Morgan by the lapels. Effectively, they're like, tell me Zilgrim did not just see that. As, as you as you grab Morgan, there's just like a sense of flinch for a second, and Morgan will kick you in the bollocks. Ah, I'd like to point out, Zilgwyn technically doesn't have bollocks. He has a cloaca. One handy dandy. Bird, bird anatomy, everyone! <laughs> As he grabs Morgan like that, I'm going to give him one hard kick in the cloaca then. Oof. Zilgwyn, make me a con save, please, because that's still your, you know, reproductive organs along with everything else. That's where everything is, yes. Um, you, you say con? Yeah. Uh, that is a 16 all in. I was going to say, if Zilgwen had more humanoid genitals, he would never be able to make eaglets after that. But you're lucky you don't. It hurts. And like, you feel your knees buckle. And like that weird bird. I'm down to the same height. <laughs> yeah. oh. so it's all one the... room, Ooh. so we can hear this. Yeah, I'll so you just that. see Morgan assault the big eagle. <laughs> Don't touch me. Got it? Just hear Blackard! There's more than a chicken at that point. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but. What the fuck? I, I know. Right. Let's get the others. This is not a safe area to be. And the mental image of A and Celine both poking their heads out from under a desk and like, hello. <laughs> a demon! Right. right, it's not safe to be here. There is a creature outside, its head isn't attached to its body, and it's 35 foot tall. We cannot stay here. It's a demon! Uh, looking from A, then back to Morgan, then to. Zilgwen, and then back to A, and then back to Morgan. What? What do you mean it doesn't? Its head's not attached to its body. It I floats. Don't... It's floating above its head. I don't. I, I, oh, okay. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh, where, where can we go? I don't know. I'm where. And looking towards Sienna. my church. As Zilgwen screams, his church. Can you all make me another deck safe, please? As something collides with the side of the building. Maybe not this particular wall, but it's close enough that everything shakes violently again. Six. Twenty-one. Nineteen. Uh, that is a thirteen. Okay. To be fair to Zilgwyn, you have just been kicked in the Birdnards, so you're not feeling too steady at the moment. Love back kicked to the Birdnards. The rest of you manage to keep your balance. It's easy enough given two of you are on the floor already, but more dust starts to rain down from the building and you can hear something cave in. Not in this room, but it's close. Eat the volume down. Boss, we need to get out of here. 
That thing's taking down buildings, and this building is in its path. Okay, I once again ask, where can we go? Shit. I vote away. I think we need to go diagonal to its path. Was it coming directly this way? If it turned, it would have directly seen you in Zilgwyn. The daybreak is near. A lot of the districts have like mini squares, as it were, like mini time squares. It was just crossing into the closest one to the daybreak. It's not moving particularly fast, but with its size and build, you could probably tell that it was just casually taking things down as it moved. Right. So, in so in just to give myself an idea, it's if it's say. Now I'm just confused. Hang on, let no, me draw the world's this. quickest map. Right. Obviously, square, the daybreak where you are, big what the fuck thing. And the arrows the direction what is currently the looking at. The daybreak, the <laughs> line in front of the daybreak is the street in front of you, where the front entrance would be. Okay. Out the back, out the back, out the back. Is anyone familiar with this area? Sienna, you obviously you come here. Do you know this area well? I've only been here for maybe a month or so. I've spent most of my time trying to build this up. Do I know this route? Roll me history, please. Because you've been kind of here, there, and everywhere, you have approximate knowledge of many routes. Yes. I also have advantage from my terrible asshole joke. <laughs> you do. Thank God for that, because one of those was a two. The other one is a dirty twenty. Knowledge. <laughs> you have a rough idea of how to escape on the ground and across the rooftops. I kind of look at them and I'm like, how athletic are you lot feeling? I can fly if needed. I'm feeling much better now, so I can... I can, I'm, I can hold my own. I, I know, Root, I just didn't want to drag you onto rooftops and then you get stuck. Right, back entrance, go. Quietly. Can one of you roll me a d20 and tell me if it's odd or even, please? No, no, Matt's rolling, we're all gonna die. Odd five. Even. Unfortunately, the back entrance has caved in. The wall of the building next to it is now leaning against that doorway. You can open the door about two inches. And it's enough to assess that unless you are strong enough to push a wall out of the way, this is not going to work. Okay. Uh... Front idea, entrance. Eh? Front entrance, we go round the building. It's not looking at us. So, no shouting. Move quietly. Try not to, like, unno yeet a glass bottle. Okay. Kareem legitimately does the zipper across her mouth. Okay. The buildings with the X on them have been caved in already because, you know, the shock was a bit too much for them. 
Daybreak's labelled and the what the fuck thing. The columns with the squiggle through them are just streets. The skinny lines are dividing each building and the thick lines are alleyways. Asator is sort of built on a grid system. So, I'm going to count this as combat because it depends how well you do. Can you escape from the what the fuck thing? So, who's going to lead on the way out? Probably A, because I'm the only one who knows where they're going. I'll, it's a good I'll take the back of the group. I'll go in the middle. Right. I'll follow behind A, but in front of Zilgwyn. So, this does technically count as combat, and it's going to require some teamwork. Something we are famously good at at DNJ. <laughs> right, do you guys want to be pink or blue on the map? Blue. You guys are blue. Oh. What? Alex yelled pink, so I was like, haha, I win. I thought you both said blue, to be honest. Alright. Mate, you can be pink. Now, this is just going to be the four of you. Because Sienna is opting to stay behind. She's still searching for the safe. But she would have just been like, just go. I know, I know enough to get out if I have to. So I'm going to need you all to immediately make me a stealth check. Back up, so I got it the hand. This is going to be a combined stealth check. Ah. Okay, what are you working with? Well, I'm adding one to this, bearing in mind. So it's two. Three all in. Uh, I also only add one to this, but I did roll a 16 on the die, so 17. Okay. Well, dude, what did you two get again, Kate, for the map? Haven't said mine yet. Don't worry, I'm adding it up. Alright, because I was just thinking. Uh, I'm not going to add the superiority die for ambush. So I will just go with a regular roll, so uh, 15 all in. Would Ambush apply to this? Uh, yes, you can use a superiority dice to either add to your initiative or a stealth check. Okay. Stabby Bean got a 27. Okay. I'm a rogue! Okay. <laughs> it's my whole deal! Went. That bumps up the total. Just yeah. worry, you've got the big white bird coming sick. <laughs> Small stabby child, like commando rolling into cover, and then just this following. So, now I can post this in the chat. Oh no. Oh yeah. So now you're all outside the building. Celine and A finally get to see this. What the f- sent Morgan going, nope, 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 back inside the building. And for the benefit of those listening, because as we often have to remind people, this is an entirely audio medium. It's a vaguely humanoid creature, cresting at about 35 foot tall, so it can peek over buildings, with a second set of arms growing straight through its ribcage. And hands that could probably smush both Celine and A, ending in long clawed fingers. The claws 
are usually about nine, ten inches long. And it's got a sickly dark purple skin from the bottoms of its feet, which do bend back a little bit, slightly reminiscent of a bird's, until it gets to about halfway up the ribcage, where the purple peters out into, in my own description, a raw sausage pink. And there are small, almost ethereal ribbon-like things just swirling around it. But then you get to the top of its shoulders, where there is no neck. There is just a slowly revolving void, filled with teeth, the same size, or maybe a bit bigger than the claws. And then, perched on top, just floating there, attached to no neck whatsoever, is one large, long-lashed eye, which is mostly black, save for the iris, which is dissolving currently between magenta and violet, and the white there's just got one bright white iris just constantly darting around and now that you're outside you can hear the sound it's making it's not in a language any of you would ever recognize this language itself if it can be called one sounds like the love child between microphone feedback electronic beeping at wildly different frequencies and radio static and you watch as with seemingly no effort one of its forearms just reaches up with almost a childlike cruelty, puts it on the corner of a building and just pulls it down like it's made of sand. You can hear the screaming as people dash for safety. Were some of them smushed? Well, that's a problem for the streets. So now you can go to the left, which will take you to the crumbled remains of buildings, where unfortunately the alleyway has been blocked off as that's where the back entrance was. Or you can go to the right and take either the first alleyway or the second. The first one is obviously a lot closer, but the second is more hidden. Dilgwyn will follow as instructed. Roger's kind of gonna go towards a would like to go through the second one because it's more hidden, but they're also well aware of the fact that they kind of have clanky, mucksicky, tends to puke and stabby back there. I will point out Zilgwyn is not a clanky paladin. Yeah. Zilgwyn is relatively unarmoured for a paladin. Dicky McFloofy, that's your new name. Just gonna kind of get to the first one and just see how people are doing. Let's see. There's no people in this first alleyway, but there is a pile of vomit that does not belong to Celine. Mm. Let's not let's not um, press on that. Do you say that out loud, Zilgwyn? No, Matt. Matt, sorry. <laughs> Um, Dilgwyn, however, would like to quietly, very quietly, cast Bless on Celine, Morgan, and A. Okay. Since this is the first time in the campaign, what does Bless do? Bless, um, I bless three creatures of my choice within range. 
whenever a target makes a attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, target can roll an extra d4 and add that to the attack roll or saving throw. Um, uh, concentration, but it's only up to a minute. But I guess we are moving quite quickly, so. Sure. So, are you going down the first alleyway? No, A's not. The pile of vomit kind of indicates that people have just gone through there, which may mean they're making a lot of noise, which will draw what the fuck Satan towards it. So A's going to go for the other one. Okay. Kind of hand need... movements, just like this way. Assuming the rest of you follow A's advice, can you all make me a collective stealth check again, please? I swear to God, if you rolled a one, Matt. <laughs> no, I didn't, but it's not much better. Uh, it's a stick falling. Once again, 17 all in. Okay. Um, They're all getting better, but it could go much worse. Because of, because of the low roll, I'll add the. I'll spend the combat dice and add a d8 to the roll. So 18 plus 7. 21. Hmm. You managed to make it further along the street. And there's... Behind you, there's a... <laughs> that makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. As it has stepped into the alleyway. But it was literally too shy of spotting you. It's now staring at the rubble. I, when you say that too shiny be like literally two two points under it's us. your stealth versus its perception jesus oh yeah it's over there we were just there. for the win you remember we have the bless as well yeah what about you that you don't even need to turn around to know it is now in the same straight as you it's just not looking at you. With A just gesturing furiously. I'm gonna need you all to immediately make me another stealth check. But this time at disadvantage. Oh great. Oh great, I'm gonna add my D4 to <laughs> that. Oh, great! That doesn't sound oh, very good. 12 all in. It's not, it could be worse, but it's not great. 17 all in, Lois. I don't get to add plus 4 to mine. I've got default on mine. Sorry, what did you get for Morgan? Uh, 12 all in at disadvantage. 12 and Zilgrim was? 17. DM. Okay. 
Uh, first roll I got was a 17 once again, but at disadvantage, I rolled a crit one. So that's a two. Okay. At disadvantage, and I used my blessed die to add to this, I got 25 in total. My headcanon is that watching this giant creature smash into the spot that we just basically were, Celine can't hold back up. What the fuck? Everyone else gestures wildly. Who has the highest stealth modifier here? Probably that Plus 10. Right. Roll a d20 against the creature because you actually got the same. Oh god, I'm in danger. <laughs> Roll stealth. Against this thing's oh, perception. I don't know how well it's going to do. So. Okay, what'd you get? 29 total. I got 19 on the die plus 10. Man, pretty good. It's probably got like plus 50 billion with its giant eye. There's a moment where, if you're glancing back, you see it draw itself up just slightly after Selene speaks. But it doesn't turn around just yet. So even though I'm not supposed to be giving you too many hints, I suggest you try and get away. Stealth checks, baby! This is called- this episode's just gonna be called Stealth Check. I can still use your blessed die for the party. No, this is normal now. It was disadvantaged because this Sorry. thing stepped into the same line of vision as you. If it turned around, it would have completely seen the lot of you. A uh, natural 20 for the a total of 24. Okay. 14, all in. That's what I think of. Uh, I got a 12 on the die, plus 1, so 13. And then I added uh, the blast die for another 2, so 15 all day. Okay. Uh, I only rolled an 8, so 18. My only good stat. Feel pretty good. The rest of them are shit. You make it to the second alleyway. My hair, the ginger, I'm black my neck right now. He's <laughs> just like. He's. Not saying anything, but just like I'm like this, this shit has gone from there to there. I love you. So, what does the team leader suggest? Uh, he's going to kind of, as we go through that alleyway that we're just at. Yeah. There's, according to the map, there's one directly ahead. Just off to the side, yes. He's going to kind of point at the next one and be like... Because okay. the rooftop plan doesn't seem as good knowing it's 35 foot tall and can just see the rooftops. 
Where's this one got to? There we go. So, you can just cut straight across this street. But I'm going to need the team leader to make me a perception check, please. And this will be at disadvantage. And my perception is flat. Can't be good at everything, unfortunately. I saw with us a bit, because I dropped a crit 20, so that's a 15. Flat. You rely more on your hearing for this. As you hear the sound of something launching through the air. And as a rogue, you do have the reflexes to just jump out of the way as a car is launched over the building. And slides across the street. The rest of you, of course, just saw a car come flying through the air. Lean puts a hand over her mouth to make sure that she doesn't once again accidentally say anything. It's just a moment where this gangly 15-year-old underfed child's just like, hmm, I nearly died. In my head, you wouldn't an egg, but... <laughs> Jesus. I thought I he's mean, like... If Zilgrin has that power, then good for Zilgrin, I guess. <laughs> I'm not sure. But... <gasps> it would be quite I think, I think any egg you would have had had been like launched back up by Morgan kicking you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is D&D. Zilgrim can lay a sodding egg if he wants to. Um, no, because it wouldn't have been quiet, so Zilgrim probably would have would, would, would just, like, with a hand across his mouth sort of thing and nod at A, as if to say, like, I'll follow your lead. Okay. You will have to climb around this car, which does take five foot of mo- extra movement to do so. But I'm assuming you've all got more than 20 foot of movement. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you go into this alleyway across? Um, Zilgrin yeah. will follow A if that's where A is headed. What doth the team leader suggest? The team leader's gonna go in and then, like, go into that alley. And then kind of will gesture for Morgan at the back to kind of peek behind us to try and get a gauge of where the big thing is. Morgan. I will stealthily peek around, see where the big thing is. Make me perception, please. Can I quickly touch... Morgan on the shoulder and cast Guidance. If you wish. Guidance is cast, which is a cantrip. Uh, have your willing creature. Uh, but before the spell ends, target your default and add that number rolled to one ability check of its choice. I'll take it to this perception roll because. Can roll we all have our... after the check. I'll, I'll just roll it with the check because we all have our weaknesses in. My mental stats are my weakness in this campaign. No, not great. Eight, nine, 12, plus four. 
from the bless on. Look, sixteen because of bless. Zilgwyn's build was designed to be a support class for sure. What's Morgan's general constitution? Not as a stat, but if she sees something unpleasant. Well, I mean, you know Morgan's story, and obviously being a fighter, they're their guts fairly good with con, so I'd say they wouldn't be too bad seeing whatever monstrosity you're about to chat about. You have approximately three seconds to warn the rest of the group as a person is launched through the air. Uh, Zilgwyn's off to <laughs> my Zilgwyn's off to my left because he touched my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Insuline's just there, aren't they, in front of me? Yes. So just grab. I'll just grab Celine, one hand over the mouth so they don't scream, the other hand on their stomach, and just pull them against the wall so they're out of the way. I'll, I'll <coughs> happily roll. So. Okay. We're going to call that athletics. I'm good at athletics. Physical stats are my good stats. Assuming Celine doesn't immediately panic upon being grabbed. Uh, this moment, Celine's probably just in such a tense state that that their body, I don't know, if would react to that. So okay. I would say they would not fight against it in this moment. Uh, 13 plus 7, so dirty 20. You managed to whick Celine out of the way as this poor, poor soul launched through the air and you just hear a scream before they hit a wall and they splash like a water balloon, showering you all in bits of guts. The poor thing. Rest in peace. Rest in pieces. Well, once you feel Celine's body just kind of retch as she stares at this body blow up like a water balloon, but you do see after a moment just a, a very large swallow as Celine just kind of stares at this. And then just kind of looking back at you over her shoulder, like, just gives you a nod. Morgan. You can also see this thing over the building approaching the alleyway. So if you make too much noise on this next stealth check, it will spot you. So we're on stealth again, are we? Yes. The EGX one has been doing me alright, so I'll roll the EGX one. It also gave me a really low roll earlier, but... Uh... Too bad. Again, Matt, this is a podcast. Stop showing your glittery dice to the camera. Did I say a disadvantage for this one? Uh, no, but I'll be at disadvantage. You have the final say. What or even? Even. Unfortunately, that is disadvantage then. I like this system, it decides things for me. So, I've dropped my crit 20. This is. Oh, I was gonna say, fucking hell, man. Dropped my crit 20, but I do have an 18 plus 1 is 19. That's not too bad. Yeah. Did, did you steal the dice I used to use for Cal or something? Um, I don't know. I've rolled like a. 
twos and fives as well today. Fifteen all in. Okay. I dropped a dirty twenty, and then I rolled a four on the die, so five. A Zilgrin? I dropped a crit twenty, but I did roll an eighteen plus one, nineteen. Okay. Only three. Zilgrin. Roll me a second stealth, please. No more disadvantage. Normal. Gold eject guy, don't let me down. Get 20 plus one. Maybe it was the splash of the person that clearly it threw. But the body doesn't turn. Just the eye in the sky does. And it stares you down. What's your next move? Keep. I kind of... Celine's first thought is run. It is essentially staring at you between the two alleyways now. Or over the top, as it is pretty tall. I'll give you 30 seconds to chat amongst yourselves to figure out what you come up with. Well, running is your best option, but it big, it gonna be fast than us. Um, I have a question for you, DM, actually, because I only just thought about it now. Does it fit through these alleyways, or is it breaking down buildings to get through them? Its lower half is spindly enough that it can fit between the alleyways. With ease, or like, it squeezes through to fit? These alleyways are about 8 to 10 feet apart, so its lower half is probably about 8-9 feet wide. So some of them will be tight, but you you get looking at this and he's like, that can fit through that gap. Where's that map? When it threw the car, did the car alarm go off? That's an excellent question. I didn't even think of that. You know what I'm going to ask you, don't you? It's a roll to say odd or even. Yeah. Odd. That's an odd. I'm going to leave it up to you whether or not the car alarm went off. I'm going to say it hasn't because I was thinking if I, if I or someone else can break some of the glass it might set off the alarm and that's the split second of the fuck is that that we could use to kind of go nope try it uh the car's behind us now so i i will just kind of tap morgan on the shoulder point at like a brick or some some debris that's been yeeted around the place I'm going to point at the car. Morgan's got a pretty good throwing arm, so... Yeah, I'll... I'll lob a brick at the car, trying to stay, like, as incognito as I can. Make me a ranged attack, please. I'm good at this. 14 plus... uh, Range weapon is dex, isn't it? 
Yeah. Okay, so yeah, plus seven then. So twenty. Twenty-one. Your aim is perfect. It sails straight through the already smashed window and hits something inside, and the car alarm starts screaming. And it's one of those really obnoxious ones that always tends to go off at two or three in the morning. And this thing does look down in it. A sprint for the next alleyway. Giving Selena a good shot to get them going. So you sprint through the alleyway then. Child, uh, child is going new. As we're sprinting and turning, or sprinting down this alley, uh, Celine would turn back and kind of whipping out her baton, kind of tracing a uh, small minuet through the air. Uh, I would use a third level spell slot and I would cast slow on this giant creature. Would you explain to me what that does? Uh, slow. You alter time around up to six creatures of your choice in a 40-foot cube within range. It's 120 feet, so I assume it's within 120 feet of me right now. Okay. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, each, each creature must, or target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be affected by this spell for the duration. It lasts up to a minute. Uh, but uh, an effective creature's target speed is half. It takes a minus two penalty to AC and dexterity saving throws. And I can't use reactions. What's Celine's DC? Uh, it's not that high. It is only uh, 15. Okay. This thing is... Slow doesn't count as a condition, does it? Uh, no, I'm actually okay. just affecting time around it, so it's not a, like a condition. That's fine. Congratulations, you've bought yourself a very small amount of time. The opening speed is literally only 25 feet. Um, but he's actually much faster in the air, but he can't really use his wings to attract attention. It's up to you. Zilgren can awkwardly eagle run, or he can fly. Eagle dash run is an action. I can dash as an action, yes. So I, will, I will use my. I will dash as. I'll use what would be my action to dash. Okay. You think chickens walk? Like that's yeah. on, but but um but like, like It's just like the click clack click clack click clack click clack click clack Zilgrim runs fast. You just hear his talons uh, on the floor. Hmm. Did I say you going is he in talons or is he in I I I never thought about that before, did I? Yeah, that's right now, yeah, sure it's canon. You're gonna make the middle note to wear boots next time. So, you all make it through the second alleyway. You're now in the next street. This street's a lot busier. And there are people panicking. You can see buildings are starting to crumble already. Ray is gonna make a beeline for the further alleyway in this street. Because okay. if there's lots of people and it follows us through the one we just came through, it should focus on the screaming horde rather than the four people going, nah. Okay. So what's a speed? I have to start marking you all individually now. 
I've got 30 foot of movement. Alright. So you make it about halfway to the second alleyway then. Mm. The rest of you? Galeen would definitely be following A still, uh, but with all this uh, chaos and panic going on around, uh, I do have to ask, does, do I see anyone who's like hurt or in need of help right now? There's about 10 people not looking so hot, and that not looking so hot ranges from minor injuries to outright dead. Uh, quickly looking over all of these people, is there anyone that... I, I've, there's going to be casualties today, obviously, but is there anyone who it looks like I could help quickly and like maybe has a chance to survive? You see an old lady currently doing herself to press herself back into a doorway. She's bleeding from several large gashes on her face and arm. Uh, Celine would, using her... She has 30 feet of movement, so hopefully she has enough. uh, Would get to this old lady and be like, Ma'am, here, here! And uh, making sure she doesn't look like her shoulder arm is hurt or anything like that. Uh, kind of just putting her arm around her neck and being like, come on, I can get you to safety. Celine being a good egg. Okay, where are you taking this old lady? Uh, Once again, I would still continue trying to follow A to wherever they are leading. They're the ones who know this area. This old lady is unfortunately slow. Her speed caps out at 15 feet because she is quite elderly. It's fine. So you I'll will be moving at half the time. Morgan? Zilgrin? Uh, ten minute thing. Take me ten minutes to cast that. Okay, never mind. Um, you, you can, but from a DM perspective, I wouldn't recommend sitting no, there. No, I'm thinking I'm thinking because I was gonna find Steed and let Celine borrow the Steed for the old woman. Um, but, but but ten minutes bad time. Woman woman may be dead already. Um, what level spell is it? It's a level two spell. Hmm. But it's ten minutes normal something time. Roll me an Arcana check, please. I was gonna be cheeky. I was gonna ride the twenty, but I would. Um. Uh, that's a fourteen all in. You'd be more susceptible to exhaustion if it come to it, but you can cast it immediately if you so wish. As in, you won't need the ten minutes. Devil's oh. bargain, as it were. Oh dear. I'll hold on to it for now, just in case. I'm, I'll, hold on, I'll hold on to it just in case. Okay, you don't take the devil's bargain. Oh, no, I, I may hold on to it, use it later on, sort of thing, if need, in an emergency. But how am I holding it? Oh, you bitch. You love me, really. I do. I do. <laughs> oh. No, I'll I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to okay. do it. Dilgwyn um, is going to, like, root for how best he can, sort of thing. Morgan. What's up? Oh, I'm just... I'm just... Uh, oh, look. Kay was asking for speed a minute ago. 25 first of all, got... Okay. Morgan, what are you up to? Um, is there any way I can grab 
because my my speed's pretty solid. And I'm quite strong. So is there any way I can um seeing Serlene try and helping this lady in they're not getting very far very fast. Is there any way I can go over there and offer to um like carry her so we're not relying on her walking speed? Roll me athletics, please. Fourteen plus seven, so twenty-one. You hustle over to this old lady. The poor thing is beyond terrified at this point. So if you attempt to pick her up, she won't struggle. We'll get you out of here, Celine. I get, I can take her. Let's just try and keep up with A. If Celine will obviously let me. Oh, of course. Thanks. Thanks, Morgan. All right, we got it. And uh, as she does uh, take the old woman into her arms, can I quickly scan to see if there's anyone else that can be helped? The ones that are within helping have largely scattered now. There are just one or two unfortunate people who have passed away in the streets. Uh, They look like they've been trampled. Celine kind of looking at this carnage will look back at this uh, elderly woman. We're going to help you, ma'am. And looking back to Morgan, like, all right, yeah, we got to go. And she'll turn and begin to kind of sprint towards after A. Uh, For reference, it's quite high, but Morgan actually does have 45 foot of movement. So I'm going to do the best I can to keep up while carrying this lady. So are you leading then, or is A leading? I'm following A. They they know the area, so I'm following them. This area isn't too new to Morgan. A, what next? Okay. So, have we... Did we get to the second alleyway? Right, I'm going to start numbering these streets because I'm confusing myself. The street you started on was Street 1, you've passed Street 2, now you're in Street 3, halfway to the alleyway. Yeah, so Street 3, second... Well, first alleyway on the map, going left to right. Yes. That's the one I want to go for. Okay. You make it there. Okay, if it's coming from... Or at least it was there then A would lead the others left into street 4 okay A's basically playing like Juxtra's algorithm where they're just like I'm going the furthest distance from you and you must cross all these bridges to get to me that's fair enough Nicious joke ever do the rest of you follow into the alleyway Yes. quite quickly, yeah. Celine, make me a perception check, please. Hey, that's a crit 20 plus 4, so 24. Okay. You feel 
almost vibrations reverberating through the ground. And you can hear the sound of stone being pulled up from somewhere a fair bit behind you. And this thing is tall enough that you can just see on the building near the alleyway you've left it at, just one hand, come on, smash, and the other as it starts to pull itself up onto the building. Am I the only one else who has like real like War of the Worlds feel and every time this thing pops up I just hear just that like huge bass note they played. That's exactly what I'm feeling right now, yeah. I mean in my head it's more siren head noise, but Yeah, that's where my brain is. Uh but yes, seeing this once again shit 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 and Celine would just be sprinting though. If the rest of you would like to turn around and see what's making Celine go shit, 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 you are more than welcome. Nah, I'm just going. Zilkin's gonna, like, turn his head real quick. Zilkin turns and wishes he hadn't, I guess. I'm looking back, Shrek! I'm looking back! Can I, can I do a quick insight check? If you want. What are you trying to insight? Um, because I'm doing it really wants. quickly. Sure. Get a, I get a plus seven to inside as well. Okay, 23. You glance around to see this thing hauling itself slowly enough, but it's getting there onto the building and pushing itself to its feet. You can hear the building starting to go beneath it because as you can probably imagine, the buildings weren't really with meant to withstand something ginormous stood on top of them. And you can just see the, like, the tiny white pupil in its eye just darting everywhere as it scans the immediate area. And you have a feeling it may be able to see everything in the immediate vicinity. You just get that feeling, as a paladin, yeah. One of your areas of expertise are things that fit into the this ain't quite right category. Hmm. Yeah. Include A, Lord. <laughs> and this is definitely setting off your this ain't quite right alarm. Oh, I may. You can hear it make that sound again the feedback slash radio static slash electronic frequency noise again. It sounds almost mournful. But hey, you don't speak its language. Right. What next? That's having a heart attack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a is just clocked the old woman and is like, eh. It just glances over and sees Morgan has acquired an elderly, elderly lady and is like, what? How is the old woman? She's doing okay. At this point, you can see she has a cap tucked into her cardigan. I see, I see. So obviously it's doubly important that she be rescued. Wait, wait. The cat. You can't see A's eyes, but you... Like, their whole posture goes like full childlike joy. This, this cat is when we find out probably scared of cats and will now try to murder everyone in a five-foot circle of the cat. <laughs> No! Pulls out knife. 
No, but Zilgrin obviously is bird. Cats like birds, so... He's that is wary. tiny. He's, more, he's still wary. This is a very fat cat. And he just goes... Meow. Is the old woman still looking battered or not? She looks like she's gone into a state of shock, and the only thing she can think to do is cling to her very fat cat. Okay, because I was going to lay on hands as we, as, we, as we walk, sort of thing. I'm not walking. You can walk if you want. Morgan's not walking. We're in this next street. Mm. This next one is empty. And can I make whoever walks into the street first? Can I get you to make me a quick per- make me a quick perception, please? That would be me, and I have flat perception. <laughs> That's a two. Honestly, that's enough. Sorry, I would be right behind as seeing this thing. She definitely sprinted. It's like basically right on the heels of A. The air is still in this alleyway again. There's no breeze. There's no movement. And there's that static creeping up on you again. Child kind of takes a second before like their whole posture like their back goes ramrod straight and they just they like cover their mouth and they're just like another one is coming and I mean I'm gonna keep the pace up Swing in one hand, uh, pulls out her baton, and with her other hand, draws her rapier as well. But keeps her mouth shut as she waits for Morgan to round the corner of this alley before once again following quickly behind A. Okay. There are two alleyways, and they are at opposite ends of the street this time. I'm gonna stick with my strategy of kind of going the opposite way to the <laughs> to where they are. Okay. Since they've kind of been on the right where we last saw them. Go for the left-hand side one on Street Four. Okay. Can you make me a con save as you all start walking through this street? Uh, 23. 12. Natural one. Right. Okay. Oh my god. Morgan. You look round. And you don't feel anything but the other three of you from the moment you've stepped into this street it's become more obvious with every step you've taken it feels like your lungs are slowly starting to fill up with sand and your chest feels heavy and you are struggling to get in any air whatsoever Let's see. 
which leaves Morgan. Make me a nature check, please, as you are the only one seemingly not affected by this. Fucking hell. Uh, natural 20. Okay. You stand there and you... And you can almost smell some form of gas. That's what you'd put it down to. You're not really a naturist. You just get... You know, if you're lighting a gas stove, if you hold the thing in just for just a bit too long, your kitchen stinks of gas. It's like that, but it's more sour. And it tickles the back of your throat. But otherwise doesn't seem to be affecting you. For the other three of you, your movement is now halved, as you are struggling to draw in air. Move round up or down for the, for the half? Round down. It's round down unless it's one specific wizard thing, I believe. Okay, so that's 12 feet. Zilgwen, you are staggering a bit at this point. As, as a bird species, you are slightly delicate in a lot of ways. You have hollow bones for a start. Celine, if you were still nauseous, this would probably be enough to start bringing it back. And for A, it's starting to feel a little like someone has their hand around your throat, as every step just gets progressively worse. But what do you do? As Morgan's just trotting along with this old lady. The static feeling and the gas and everything. Does it get worse as we go towards the alleyway? Yes. A's going to kind of raise a hand and kind of... Just test the waters by going... Like, taking their movement backwards and just seeing if there's a tangible difference in how they feel. You take one step. Two step, three, four, five, backwards. And the phantom grip around your throat releases a little. Kind of look at the party, point at the alleyway they were going to. Gestures like that bad. And turns and starts towards the other one in the street. After Selene you pass... Would... Sorry, after you. I should say Celine would once again follow it. By the time you hit roughly the alley where you come through, there's a moment of... <gasps> as it feels like your lungs are now emptied of whatever was gathering in there. And you can breathe properly again. Looking to go... Well, I'd keep it down, but it's sort of a natural response, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. 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 I am going to need you all to roll me stealth, though. Morgan, you will be at disadvantage because you are carrying this old lady. 
Cover the cat's mouth. I'm gonna go with the two dice that have rolled me the best. The cat's tail just goes and swishes. Oh, precious. Oh, no. I switched die and I got an 18 on the die, so that's a 19 from Celine. Is that a one, Alex? Natural one. Plus. Four. It still adds to the total vaguely. Morgan yeets the old lady into the monster's gaming jaws. <laughs> Not yet. Well, we'll find out in a moment. What did A and Zilgwin get? Zilgwin? The 14 all in. Okay. So not bad, but great either. 25 for Okay. Guest. Our guest star today, The Void. Morgan. The choice is yours. If you abandon the old lady, you can have an extra 20 to your next stealth bonus. If you keep taking the old lady with you, nothing changes. Except you probably made a noise by stumbling. I never said the devil's bargains were going to be nice. I've trained you so well. <laughs> Kate, for a bit of a time, Kate looks so proud right now. You have 10 seconds to decide. I'm not going to dump it yet. I'm, okay. I'm, Morgan's not that way. Okay. Morgan ignores the voice in the back of her head that says, Dump the old lady. Then you can go faster. So, and by not doing that, Morgan saved the life of an old lady and a cat. Oh no, if you dump the old lady, the cat goes as well. No! Yes. Look, Maud will not be separated from Whiskers. <laughs> old lady is Whiskers, the cat's called Maud. Her surname is Whiskerington. Margaret Whiskerington and her cat, like Maud. So you start progressing towards the other alleyway. And I'm gonna need you all to make me a stealth check again. But this time, it's to hide. As you hear the sound of something moving through the air, and then with an earth shuttle the building beneath it crumbles quite a lot, probably crushing whoever was inside. This thing is stood on top of the building next to the alleyway you're in, currently looking down at its own feet. This has normal or disadvantage? Normal for everyone except Morgan. But I'm gonna be cruel. Tell me where you hide. Or you can run, or you can fight. The choice is entirely yours. <laughs> One five-foot stabby teenager versus this thing. <laughs> versus forearms. Oh, wow. Going well for Morgan. 30-20. Okay, where does Zilkwin hide? Or do you fight, or do you run? Zilkwin is going to hide... Um... Is behind. I'm guessing there's, there's, there's some rubble around here still. Yeah. Still going to hide amongst some rubble, uh, best he can, sort of thing. Like, hope that his plumage will sort of like because it's 
is that a natural enough color will hopefully fade in for the a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's gonna keep his eyes open though, and so he can, if he needs to, make a quick getaway, he can. Uh, but also he can see where everyone else is. Keep his head on the swivel. Morgan, what did you get? I got an eight all in at disadvantage. Oh dear. Do you hide? Do you run? Or do you fight? How far away were we from the alleyway? You could make it if you weren't carrying an old lady. This is the one bargain I'm willing to carry over, just because I'm curious to see if you would be horrible enough to take it. And the building that he crumbled, how close is that to me? In a straight line? About 30 foot. You can almost smell it. It's currently looking down at its feet, but it doesn't really have to look up very far to see you. You can see it sort of grind its foot, crushing a bit of rubble's own fervor. Rest in pieces, poor person beneath that. Man, we're on the first episode, and I think we've already killed about 50 people so far. So what I'm going to do... Nude. I got, I got approval for that. I am going to... In what alleyway are we in at this point? Four. You're in the fourth street. One, two, three, four. Because I didn't really have time to draw this up properly, I've have been approximating what would feasibly be 30 foot apart because that's the base I've been going on because that's the average movement Can I try as all the carnage were going on and he was landing crushing the uh, rock under his foot Mm -hmm. the rubble under his feet can I try and get her to the alleyway so you want to dash? Yeah, so I use my action to dash. Okay. Make me stealth while you're doing it. It is literally this right advantage. there. Odd or even. Odd is played in my favour for from this, so I will go with odd. That is a six, unfortunately. That is an even number. It's not terrible. 14 on the low, so 18 total. You start running as quickly as you can. But we'll come back to that in a moment. Celine, hey. Do you hide? Do you run? Do you fight? I rolled a crit one on my check. So once again, I can only just imagine that Celine, with rapier in one hand, her baton in her other, kind of just turns and once again, without even just thinking about it, just fuck. You see the eye dart up and stare straight at you. But we'll get to that in a moment. What's A doing? As Celine alerts the thing, 
thing is, A's been leading the charge, and A heard like it land, but A's not du- A's not smart, not like big brained enough to get a glimpse of it, so they know how to maneuver around it, but also isn't dumb enough to turn around and stare at it. So they're just going to. They're just sprinting for the alleyway. Okay. And we'll like slide in, just like. <laughs> Morgan, A, you reach the alleyway. And Zilgren, from your hiding spot, you watch as this thing reaches out one of its enormous hands towards Selene. It can't quite reach you from its vantage point. So you have one, I guess, free go to try and do what you want to do. If there's anything. It's just reaching for me with one hand. Yeah. And how close is the hand? It's currently about 10 foot away. This hand is roughly the same size as you. I think then, in this last little moment, the one thing Celine would do is I would try and basically just kind of dodge roll towards where I saw Morgan and the old lady go. Okay. Make me a dex safe, please. If you've got anything in acrobatics, add that as well. Well, it's not great, but it is a... Let's see... So it's ten altogether. You feel the movement behind you as its fingers close around nothing. You can almost feel it graze your back as you roll out the way. And it closes its hands tight. And you don't even have to look to know that if you were in its grip, you would have probably had about 90% of your bones broken. it moves slowly as it just unclenches its fist and stares at it almost wondering where you've gone so what's Celine's next move uh, I would go straight towards where I saw Morgan and the old lady go okay Zilgwin you're still hiding aren't you yes What's your plan of action? Moving. I need to move right it's seeing me. Romy Stelfen. And are you going to run or are you going to fly? Hmm. Have I got a clear route to move? Do I, do I know where those are or not? From your vantage point, you saw what way they went. I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow after them. So let's roll stealth, Matt. Do not let me down, dice. Come on. Nineteen plus one. Okay. Yep, you managed to escape without it looking. Okay. So you're in the alleyway. And by this point, 
It's realised it hasn't crushed Celine to a pulp in its hand. And slowly, slowly, the eye just turns. So what's the plan? Okay, um... Are there any cars on this street? No. This street is weirdly empty. Hmm. I'll be in that wooden mine technically, yeah. As I'm moving, can I see if there's anything... I don't think there'd be any glass windows that haven't been broken by this thing, by the noise and stuff. Not really, no. Hmm. I think that could create a noise, that's all. It'd be nice to actually like, create a noise to distract it a bit. Can one of you roll me history at advantage, please? Or you can all roll it if you want. Um, I, I'm happy to do so. We all have the option. Yeah. Advantage might be a good thing because 17 will win with advantage. Would have been a 4 it's otherwise. Time. Same here. 17. Okay. Uh, advantage and a plus 5, it's a 12. When this thing first started tracking you, it was very, very slow moving. But you've noticed it's progressively gotten faster as time has gone on. So, from your vantage point in the alleyway, this thing that had sort of been shambling it turns around and crouches down so that it can use all six limbs to run. And it starts to charge towards the alleyway. One that we are in? Yes. Oh, hello, Miro, bye! For a bit of reference, its starting speed was 20 foot. It's gone up to 50 as it progressively gets faster. Wait, okay. And as of the next turn, it will be 55. Okay, um, out of the building directly across from us, how, like, is it still intact? Is it still perfectly fine? They are largely intact. Okay, I'm going to do a ballsy move and I'm... We can't afford to zigzag to the alleyway now. So... A's going to pull out the, um, hand crossbow they have, shoot one of the windows in, and kind of dive through the glass into the front room, and then try and find the back door to this place if it has one, or the back window, or whatever. Okay. Do the other two of you follow suit? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pulls themselves through a window. Can you all make me acrobatics, please? <laughs> Morgan, you would be at disadvantage, or you can essentially throw the old lady through the window to roll it normally. The old woman is open. <laughs> I'm chucking her through the window. I'm doing this as fast as I can. Through the window. Yeep. Back up. I'm gonna... Not violently, I'm, but... I'm not at the DM if I can use the fact that I am a bird to have advantage on this. 
how would that be? All right. You can have advantage, but if you biff it too badly, Zilgum will break a wing, as your bones are hollow. That sounds like a fair trade. I guess you just rolled a one quickly. when you did it originally. I haven't rolled yet. You will heal quickly, but you will not be able to use flight whilst your bones are broken. At that all. is fair. You may have an awkward glide, but that's about as far as I'm willing to go. I'm gonna off that because I rolled a one. Um, um, but the other one was a 17 plus one is 18. You jump up, you tuck your wings in like a little falcon missile. Not even though you're an eagle, you just launch through. And just whoosh, wings spread out. Perfect gymnast pose when you get through. Is, have I landed on top of the woman? Oh. You've landed on someone's coffee table. I see. Like Tony Hawk. Like you were asking, so you'd hope that would happen, Matt. Eh. Right. What did the fighter and the ninja get? Uh, do you want to go first? 27. You just do the meat world's neatest tuck and roll through the window. Beep. 22. Ow. 22. Morgan's is a bit more dynamic. You just yeet through the window. I'm first through, so I guess I'm the one breaking the window, so that probably hurts. Just a bit. I should imagine Arja is clever enough to cover her exposed flesh as she jumps through. So A does not take damage. A's just kind of like... <laughs> there appears to be no one home in here. Oh, I'm just... I'm basically looking for the back exit to this place. As you jump through the window, you can see this thing come steaming through the alleyway, using its extra set of limbs to propel itself through the gap as it slides to the front of a house. And do you all run through to try and find the back? Yeah. I'm assuming Zilgwin's the last one to leave the room. You just miss getting your bird ass pinched by a giant pair of claws as this thing starts reaching in and groping around blindly. I did not consent, sir. So is the back room like a kitchen? Sort of yes. Thing? You've slid into someone's nice kitchen, knocking over their pile of neatly folded tea towels. There's a cookie jar on the side. Okay. Was that an Arja takes the cookie jar? Sorry, A takes the cookie jar? A does, like, swipe the cookie jar because they're a child and want cookies. Wilgrim's had a mental idea. Yeah. We're not setting this house on fire. That is where I was going. I know. I know what you're like. We got to stop it somehow. Is it a gas kitchen? Okay, so let me get this straight. You're gonna blow up someone's house. You didn't even let me finish describing the house. <laughs> there is no back door. Oh you wouldn't be blowing God. yourself to Kingdom Come as well. Okay. Okay, thank you. This is why we let the DM finish things, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> He's hiding in his hoodie in shame. 
No, you're absolutely right. I have quite a good idea. It was a good idea. You just get the whole party killed in the first session. Because whilst I know fire damage is a thing, we also like physics in my world. So if you get hit by a fire spell, yes, that's going to hurt. If you decide to launch yourself into a burning building, it's probably going to kill you. Because I like to think when you balance magic and like real world physics, there has to be a line. Yes. Y'all might not necessarily agree with me, but you know, it's in my house. I agree. No, I agree. I agree that these are the rules of this world, for sure. No, don't put in fried bones! They're fire birds, some of them. Yeah, fire birds! Well, yeah, Here is splintering, and you could see just one claw reaching around the kitchen door from a clearly straining arm. As it grabs and it takes the frame of the door out with it. And you hear the sound again. But this time, it sounds angry. Mm. It's very much a cat trying to reach a mouse in a small space. So if we can't get out the back, there's no back door. No. Morgan has an idea. Is there a back window? No. So the only way out is the way it is. Unless you're willing to start trying to smash the floor without caving in the whole thing above you. Well, if you've got one arm in, I suggest hot knife food butter. Just just wait a minute. As it pulls dig into the floor and start dragging it out. (laughs) Because I I have an idea. But I I need need some. So the only exit is the front. There's no where the creature is. There's no side windows. There's no back windows. This is housing for like a low income area so no not really is there an upstairs i said there is an upstairs but it's trying to get through the floor without caving the whole thing in but you if you're willing to give it a try and it's also going through the floor will make noise this thing isn't the smartest, but from what it's doing, you can clearly see it has either some sort of intelligence or primal instinct. Try it, Morgan. Uh, okay. Can I see its eye? If you go to the doorway, yes, you can. I... I'm quite dexterous, so I'm gonna try and get into view of its eye Pulling up my pistol and put two bullets in its eye. Okay. So, this is where I get to describe something fun about it. This thing has an ability that I've named Lucky Gambit. All damage aimed at the creature's centre, in this case its eye, will automatically be doubled. As in crit double. I'm going to need you to roll me two percentiles, please. I always forget which one percentiles is. The deer hundred, but like the ones with just the units of 10, 10 on 20, it. 30, 40. I haven't got two of them, so I'll just roll a d10 and put a zero on the end of the second one. Um, 
bad. 40 and 80. Taking the higher one, you fire these two bullets. And the microfactory feedback noise intensifies as it rears back. But there is a flash. And by doing so, you immediately lose 80% of your remaining HP. As you feel something course down the line of fire. It's like being electrocuted. It just explodes in your chest with this insane burning. It feels like your skin's paring from its bones and you are thrown back against the wall. The thing has wiggled back out of the thing, leaving the lounge empty as it makes a furious sound. But you're pretty sure your organs may be on fire. <laughs> Morgan like drops to the floor as they try to stand back up. It's completely knocked the wind out of your lungs as well. What would 80 fight? What eighty percent of my health be? What's what your health? Um, I'll send it to Kerry. I'll work it out for you. This, this is why. This is this is why I failed maths. Hang on, let me work it out. Just divide it by a hundred times what's left by twenty. I, I, I always forget it. Did it take? That's how oh, much shit, you lose. No, okay, that's that's enough. Best part Jesus. about designing eldritch monstrosities is you can come up with things like this. Yeah. That is brutal. I mean, what? I've never I'll, done that. I remember to mark off two bullets from the total. But you can hear it thrashing about outside now. The lounge is currently empty. Can one of you make me a perception check, please? Morgan is currently dying against the kitchen counter, I guess. Mor Morgan is Morgan is not. <laughs> after that, Morgan is not in the position to make a perception check. And knowing Matt's like obsession with wisdom, Zigwin's wisdom is probably higher than Morgan's. Way higher than mine. Many one win. Zilgwen, you saw Morgan just recoil as she was thrown across the kitchen. And you can see she went from looking fighting fit to really not in a good way. Just like that. But you also saw the thing withdraw. And in between the furious, staticky feedback noises, you can also hear people shouting in what sounds like weapons firing. And just whoosh, through the air. If you were to peek out the lounge window, you could see almost a team of people have descended on this thing. As they are... They have odd equipment. Far beyond the average pay grade that of normal adventurers, for lack of a better term. So the thing is currently incredibly distracted, so it's up to you what you do next. Um, I get back 14 hit points as I'll use second wind as as my bonus action. If it's distracted, A's going to kind of creep into the lounge and just kind of judge whether like has it moved? Is it still crouched outside? It's moved back, giving you quite a lot of birth now. It's fairly far down the street as this team of people with their weapons have just descended on it. 
and you can see as they're firing around it, they're sort of baiting it into a trap. As you see ropes with just this faint lavender glow have started to circle around the creature and they seem to be holding it in place. And that's it doesn't yeah it doesn't want to particularly be around when they succeed because they don't want to have to answer questions they're a thief they haven't got time for this so they're gonna go for that middle alleyway in the final street okay if you don't want to be observed i'm gonna need you all to roll me stealth please uh, 17. 24. 15. Okay. We all start to escape the scene. Zilgwyn and Morgan, as you're going, you feel someone looking at you. Just like the sort of feeling that someone's staring at the back of your head. It's up to you what you do. You can just keep running if you want. They're, they're busy enough. So leave. I'm gonna leave them to that and just keep moving. Zilgwyn is the old lady, right? <laughs> Taking the old lady. What's Zilgwyn doing? Um, Zilgwyn is gonna look. Gonna turn his head just enough so he can look out the out, out of each corner of his eye, sort of thing. Matt chooses to how the cat is. <laughs> Zilgwyn doesn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Zilgun, you just glance round and you catch the eye of this person staring at you. And it's a tiefling. You assume it's a tiefling. She looks a bit too sleek to be a full-blooded tiefling, for lack of better terms. Okay. She's just standing there with cropped short black hair, bright green eyes, the longest tail you've ever seen on a tiefling, and she's kind of got a sandy brown skin, and she's just watching you go. And when she catches your eye, she just gives you an upward nod before getting back to what she's doing. You see this thing launch herself a good 30 foot in the air with whatever it is she's carrying, as they carry on trying to subdue whatever this is. Okay, so one of the, quote, um, at better adventurers well, uh, spotted us. Okay. Special Ops or you two. Yeah. Not me. Okay. Child's like, LMAO, you saw nothing. Bye. You're going to hurry after. But you make it in the alleyway. And the camera starts to pan up as all of you run through. And you just end up on a building site and the camera pans up to the sky. As the camera keeps panning upwards, the view suddenly pauses before rewinding fast, skipping back over the events we've just witnessed, and now pulling back slowly, slowly, to reveal a dark room 
the only light being from several monitors. There's a tall chair with its back to the camera, and the only sounds that can be heard are electrical humming and the occasional click of keys on a keyboard. A long, pale finger reaches out and pushes a button, so that it flicks through security camera-style footage, rewinding back slower and slower until it suddenly stops. And then it zooms in. The image zones in on our new friends, each of their faces being scanned in a red light, before several boxes pop up on the surrounding monitors, showing their faces, their names, their entire citizen ID details, every little thing one person could possibly ever need to know about them. There's a long pause before the finger presses a different button, causing an alert to pop up on the screen, simply showing the word pinned. And then, without a word, a hand raises from the chair, and with just a snap, the camera goes black. Thank you for listening to the first episode of The Lights of Asatora. What'll happen next time? Well, perhaps you'll just have to come back to find out. This podcast was brought to you by me, Terry, in conjunction with Visionaries Global Media and Matatak Productions. Adios. <laughs>